Welcome to Rebecca Sounds Reveille. What a show I have for you today because we've got somebody who is absolutely incredible with the things that he's done. He has been in the business, the business, for many, many years, a couple of decades. He's going to tell us a little bit about that, but he's a brand ambassador, a voice artist, an actor, an executive producer, and he is known for The Mad Hatter, Life's Rewards, um, Daddy, We're Back, You've Got to See the Trailer on this one. And he has done numerous commercials along with multiple films and TV shows. I'm really delighted to have him here because he is so upbeat and you are going to take away a lot from today's show. So welcome with me, Dennis Mallon. Welcome. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for Hi. having me. I am I'm so <laughs> overjoyed because of the things that I have seen that you're doing. And uh, if anybody has not heard your name they probably know who you are which is really exciting because you've been in a number of things you're producing you're acting your voice is out there the amount of credits you have is pretty incredible and i know that just sort of people want to get to know the personal you so that they connect with you on screen as well and they can do that a lot with your youtube channel but we're going to get them to connect with you right here and right now so this is exciting. Tell me how you got started in acting. Well, I'm um, a fraternal brother of mine, uh, Jim Demonic. Uh, actually, was a teacher at the uh, American Academy of Dramatic Arts and Sciences in New York. And every Friday, we got together in Manhattan for a scotch and a cigar. And I'd walk in. I'm a three-piece suit type of guy. And he goes, oh, my gosh, look at you. You came out of central casting. You should do this. You should do that. And after about a month and a half of browbeating me, I'm like, all right, Jim, what do I need to do? You need to get a headshot. The heck's a headshot? Call this guy. Boom. Made the phone call. Hey, Jim Demonic. Yeah, come on down, Dennis. We're waiting for you. All right. Get the headshot. What now, Jim? You need to learn how to read copy. What the heck's copy? Commercials. Boom. Made a phone call. Oh, yeah. Jim said, come on down. And boom, boom, boom. And my first audition was actually with uh, Pat Sweeney, a great casting director in New York. It was for China Airlines. My first audition. I walk in this room uh, 26 years ago. It's me and a bunch of older gentlemen that are follically challenged. Okay. Uh -oh. And shorter than me. So I'm like, what am I doing here? I felt out of place. Well, I walk in this room. Pat sat us down and she goes, just talk to the camera. Just talk to me. She goes, you guys have helped a company from Asia relocate to the States. And I'm looking at her. I'm thinking this is, you know, you know, where's where's the cameras and stuff? Because I did this literally six months prior in my career. I was a technologist and I'm sitting there going, this is surreal. So I'm talking to her and I'm, I'm Irish, Italian, Brazilian. So I got my hands going. I'm talking to the guys next to me and uh, it felt so good. So, all right, cut. I walk away, not thinking, hey, got one under my belt. Great audition. You know, feels good. Hey, Jim, thank you. It felt great. I get a call two days later. Hey, we want to book you for next week, you know, Monday through Thursday. Who's your agent? Like, I don't know. Can I call you back? Sure. Click. Jim, what do I do? Call this guy. He gave me a guy from CA. So I call this guy from CA. Oh, yeah, Dennis, Jim Demonic, la, la, la. Um, I go, they're going to pay me X. Oh, no, no, no. They're going to pay you a lot more. Let me take care of it. Okay, sounds good. And I'm thinking, what do I tell my full-time job? Now, I was the CEO of a technology company back in the day. 
So I'm like, I'm going to work from home <laughs> next week. And I've been on a tear ever since. It It's just, you know, I've had some ups and downs. I, I've, I haven't nailed every audition, but what a way to start a career. And it's it's been fun. And I did some stage. I'll never do stage again because that's scary and that's that's real acting, if you would. I don't take anything away from anyone, but that is scary stuff. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was Lenny in Of Mice and Men. I did uh, all of uh, 10 shows. I lost 10 pounds. I was stressed. I was crying. Didn't know what was going on. So two o'clock in the morning, I'm on the phone with my mentor, Jim. And I'm like, why am I crying? He goes, well, obviously you're a method actor. Jim, I have no idea what that means, but I quit. <laughs> It's like, you can't quit. You tapped into something that nobody, it's tough yes. to tap into. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I slowly, I got back into commercials. Uh, my first feature, my first SAG feature was Devil's Advocate, where I was an extra and I had Mr. Pacino right over my shoulder, Keanu Reeves, Craig T. Nelson, and I just surrounded it. by royalty. It was, it was so much fun. And I've always learned from Jim and from, you know, just people I've been around, you always have an intention. So if you're starting brand new and you're an extra, even if you're walking through the scene, have an intention. Why are you here? What's on your mind? What's going on? Have something that the director can see and work with, you know, because that's going to carry you through your entire career. And Rebecca, something I, I've learned early on, whenever I'm on set, it's always an audition for something else. Right? Yes. Yes. You never know who's looking. The director might have another project in mind, which he or she always does, or the DP might say, you've got the look for something else. You just never know. That is so and, true. And oftentimes you know, people show up on set that aren't expected to be there. That's correct. Mm -hmm. That's correct. So, you know, if you show up and you're on time, uh, you're early, you're professional, uh, you're not a pain in the butt. You do what you got to do and you come prepared. That's half the battle. You know, I uh, I subscribe to a lot of what uh, Pacino does. I read a lot of Tom Hanks, you know, uh, you know, really American royalty, if you would. And it's all the same thing. If you're if you're on time, you're late. Be prepared, be off book and bring 10 to 12 different ideas. That's your job. And then the director, he or she will take you wherever they want. So that's, that's what's carried me through. Um, and you have to, you have to run it like a business. I, I've always been an entrepreneur, so I, I run it like a business. I like what you're sharing because not only is it applicable in entertainment, but you can apply this theory to a number of areas of your life and it's going sure. to make you very productive and successful in the long mm -hmm. run. Mm -hmm. You know, without a doubt, a lot of my mentors, I, I've learned early on, you know, habits, you got to have certain habits, habits and routines really serve you. You know, are you letting your day get away from you or are you getting up at a certain time every day, doing a certain routine every day, reading your goals, reading your affirmations, whatever you need to do to get your day going. I mean, I, I try, I subscribe to six hours of sleep, good, bad, or indifferent. I get six hours of sleep. You're lucky. I bounce and Rebecca, the first thing that I do is take a cold shower. Okay. Now, there's many trains of thoughts on that. Uh, Tony Robbins wakes up, Ed Milet wakes up, bam, cold shower. 
there's, it also helps from a physiological perspective. And I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to go from that perspective. But it gets my day started. Bang, I'm wide awake. My goals, my affirmations. I eat oatmeal in the morning. I drink two bottles of water. Bang, I'm off to the gym. And then my day, my day starts from there. So, you know, I've always had this discipline and it's always served me. So routines and habits will serve you, but don't let life get away from you. And, you know, I mean, with, with the pandemic, it's been interesting because I've been busy during the pandemic. I think I've done almost every mask commercial that's out there. And it, it's just hysterical. You know, as we were saying before the show, people say, there's no work out there. There's nothing going on. I just smile, nod my head and keep moving, you know? Well, and you've had an opportunity to do a lot of voice acting as well. Yes. Yes. Now, was that more so during the pandemic or kind of an even flow before, after, since? Uh, even, you during? know, before, before, during, after, you know, we shot the Mad Hatter. Uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, we shot it in Florida. Uh, great movie, horror movie. Uh, Kate Devaney, first-time director. Uh, great, great at her job. Love Kate. We did it at the Howie Mansion down here in Florida. And if you see it, it's 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 a horror flick. And I, I play pretty much a, the main antagonist. And you hear my creepy voice throughout the entire... And it, it's funny because friends of mine online are just hitting me with quotes and they're, you know, hitting me with uh, my voice back. I've always had a unique voice where if it's a commercial, if it's a parody, if it's an anime, I've, I've done a lot of voice work. And it's it's fun because you can do it from anywhere. Um, but I, I, I love kind of hearing my voice from different perspectives, if you would understand that and it's really interesting the vocal ranges that we do have and if you're not a artist in the sense of uh you know a singer mm -hmm. when you start utilizing the different the different inflections that you have the intonation and you pay attention to what's going on you really get a different view also of yourself and your capabilities it's absolutely phenomenal what happens with just voice patterns no, I, I agree. And, you know, back in the day, the first thing you have to get over is listening to yourself, hearing yourself and seeing yourself. So <laughs> you true. Know, I, it's so true. It's, it's, it's interesting. You know, with the pandemic, you do a lot of self tape auditions or a lot of zoom auditions and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll do one, two, three takes for a, for a self tape. And I'm like, yeah, that's good enough because I'm so critical of myself. I'll drive, I drive myself crazy. Um, so that's kind of what I do. And um, yeah, you gotta, there's so much out there to do. I, I coach a lot of newer actors and kind of mentor different people. Not from that perspective. And I, you know, the advice I was given back in the day is get in front of every camera, any camera as often as you can. No role is too big, no role is too small. Just get out there because as I said from the onset, you never know what's gonna happen. That's so true. And oftentimes we forget in the totality of our life, just daily life as an average person, mm -hmm. we are on camera all the time, everywhere we go. 
when you're driving, you're going through traffic cameras. When you're at yep. the doors, everybody has cameras on you. And so if you kind of get in a frame of mind that this is just kind of the life we live mm -hmm. in the world that we're in now, where we're just on it all the time, mm -hmm. it may, if we can keep that at the forefront of our mind, it may help when we're doing a lot of video conferencing or self-tapes, um, the Zoom. I know people, this has become probably the biggest um, sense of media in oh, yeah. the last year. Zoom has been, uh, sure. well, that and TikTok, I think, have really taken, those two have really taken off, but they're both, both video <laughs> platforms. Mm -hmm. And um, so I know that people are getting, you know, a little bit more accustomed to it, but I think there's still, like you said, there's like this little apprehension, especially if you're a very self-critical person, you said, okay, I'm maybe don't like this or I don't like that. But the more you get familiar with it, you just kind of go with certain things and you can sure. see different parts of your personality coming out. And then you go, oh, you know what? I might want to work on that one a little bit more because I can really make that pop. Didn't realize it was coming across this way. And look at this, look at me go. You know, you surprise yourself in a really good way too. You know, it's uh, life has changed. You know, you, you look at you look at the way business is done. You know, are we ever going to go back to going to the offices the nine to five? Maybe, maybe not. No, I, I don't think so, because people have become accustomed, accustomed to working from home and doing their thing and doing the Zoom meetings and everything else. Now, one could argue, are you more productive? Are you more collaborative? It is what it is. It depends on the individual. I, I know my my daughter does the uh, online schooling and, uh, you know, she's pretty disciplined and she's getting a four point something throughout all that. So she doesn't need the social interaction, you know, I, I guess my ADD is getting worse as I'm getting older. I, I can't sit still, <laughs> which, which, you know, the, the dynamics of it keeps me, keeps me moving and grooving. I don't like to sit still. Um, I, I wasn't a kid to sit home and watch cartoons, you know, after school and stuff like that. I was engaged in sports and just out there with people. So. <laughs> funny how things kind of change as we get older or maybe not yeah well okay so too we get to set in our ways in some respects but then we do we do have things that can change as we get older but one of the things you've been doing this for a really long time um over a couple of decades and you're very very good at what you do i'm wondering out of all of the things that you have done so far uh-huh is there any one particular film or commercial or TV show that you've done that you found to be the most rewarding? And I, I've got to tell you, I saw that you you guys had um, a festival not a couple of years ago that yeah. really was quite awesome. But I'm just wondering from your for your own perspective, you know, what which one might have stood out a little bit more? Well, you know, Tom Brady was asked, you know, what what Super Bowl win was the best, <laughs> and he said the current one. You know, yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I I enjoy the productions I'm in. I enjoy the stuff I have in the can. We did a western. First time I did a western three months ago. Um, you, I'm sure you saw my picture. My hair was longer. I had a beard going on. I had to learn how to ride a horse. That was so much fun. And Killer Miller, the dialogue, everything was amazing. I've got great people coming out. I've got the lead in, in that feature. And that was a blast. That was a, a, a comedic movie. And, you know, I got cast in that basically two days before principal shooting started. 
And uh, I remember talking to Romilla Blade, the producer. Oh, we'll send you the script. How many pages is this? Oh, about 120 pages. And you know, how many scenes am I? How many scenes am I in? Oh, you know, 95. percent You're like, oh, and, yeah. You know, Daddy, we're back. You know, you saw the trailer. You saw the clips. You know, the way Angela and Valencia, the producers and writers, wrote it. It's so beefy. There's so much uh, to really demonstrate range. So, you know, what what was my favorite? I mean, I've got great memories from like every production. I can keep you on for hours. I love that. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's so much fun. You know, when it's kind of an emotional high and low when you're wrapped and you have the wrap party because it's family, you know. So, sorry, getting on. I, just, I love it. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. I mean, this is this is just so wonderful. And I love how much passion that you have in Thank all you. of the things that you have done and what you're doing. You have some current things that you're working on as well. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we have the, um, the Italians, which is an international crime drama. Yes. Which yes. Uh, Zach Dieppe, the uh, executive producer, writer, Zach has enough material that we can go seven, eight, ten seasons. Um, I'm wow. one of the principals in that. And we're probably going to start principal filming towards the end of the year. Because once once we start, we want to go right through. And we're going to go from New York to Miami to Paris to Frankfurt. So that's exciting. That is that's exciting. exciting. You know, yep. I've got um, Unlawful Duties. We did a short. It's on Amazon Prime. It got a crazy amount of hits, 10,000 hits or just something crazy like that. Well, Sunil Konjari wrote a, uh, wrote a feature. We're going to start shooting that at the end of the year. So there's just a lot of stuff that's coming in. Um, and one script after the next and, and it's all great material. And, you know, having, having a great manager now to help me weed through and help me navigate the next aspect of my life and my career. It's just, it's really exciting. It's an exciting place to be right now. I think it's exciting too. And you mentioned earlier about you're a coach for other actors, a new upcoming actors. Mm -hmm. Is this something you do via Zoom? Can our audience get in on some <laughs> of this opportunities to learn from you? Well, it, it's, it's like anything else. When you're on set, you build relationships and people start asking you questions and okay. And, and you know, I, I really, if I have two or three people going on at the same time, that's a lot, you know, because I understand that, yeah. you know, I've got my own career again, it's, it's business. It's, it's not show friends, it's show business. Right. So I've got to take care of my own business first and foremost, Yes. but you know, it's an interesting and very tricky industry. If you would, people are getting in here and not understanding what they're getting into. Um, so I've helped people navigate the ups and downs. I, I got this script, this, this guy's asking me to do this. You know, what do you think about that? What do you think about this? You know, and I'll, I'll help with auditions and stuff like that. I, I just try to keep two or three people uh, right now. And they have access to me once a week, you know, to sit down or spend an hour actually coaching, but I'm available, you know, for them, anything comes up and stuff like that. I absolutely love it. I, I think that this is, absolutely fascinating and exciting at the same time because that also demonstrates a lot about your talents and when you see that um 
being emulated and taken and absorbed and using and their career starting to take off that just it's got to be an immensely incredible just incredible feeling so lots of excitement going in on your world thank you thank you thank you i love this well i've got to tell you i can't thank you enough for coming up on the show today letting our audience get to know you a little bit i know that they're going to be, if they, especially once you said Amazon Prime, I know that some of the audience members are already starting to look at that and say, okay, I got to check that out. And then they're going to check out all of your other uh, work as well. And so I know they can find you on IMDb and celebrity web pages. And, um, but where would you really like for the audience to start connecting with you and following you and developing even more of the fan base that you already have? You know, it, it's funny you said that. I um, I woke up one morning, my son calls me up. We keep it simple in my family. I'm Dennis Jr. My son's Dennis III. We keep it very simple. <laughs> so so Dennis it. calls me up. Dennis calls me up and he goes, I don't know what you did. You're at 60,000 on Instagram. I go, is that good? He hangs up on me, yeah. you know. Uh, I call him. He goes, yeah, that's good. What did you do? I, I don't have a clue. I know five people, maybe, right? He goes, you got 60,000 followers. I go, all right, well, that's. That's pretty cool. He goes, whatever you're doing, keep going. So, you know, I am on Facebook. Uh, I am on Instagram. Uh, I was on a uh, podcast about a week ago, and I'm I'm, I'm a goal-oriented type of guy. Um, when you drive on the highway, you know where you're going, but you see mile markers, right? And it makes you know you're getting closer. So I said to my son, I was kind of busting, busting his chops, I go, well, I'm going to be at a hundred thousand by the end of the summer. And he goes, really? I go, yeah, I'm putting it out there. So I'm saying that please feel free. Dennis Mallon, M-A-L-L-E-N. Uh, I have a social media manager who thinks she created it's Dennis Mallon. You'll see the same yeah. ugly mug you see here and um, you know, whatever I can do to help anybody out. I mean, you want to get something done, you give it to a busy person. That's and, it. I've got a I've got a shoot on Friday. We're doing a national commercial, uh, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then I'm shooting. We're starting principal production on a feature that Saturday morning. So wow! I just I, I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking to my uncle. He's up in uh, he was up in New Jersey. He's driving back to Boca Raton, and we were talking about something. He goes, "You can't remember anything." I go, "I, I just remember scripts." That's all I do. If I don't have it written down, I can't remember it. He goes, ah, oh, you know, he busted my chops. But um, I just like to work, Rebecca. I, I am blessed to do what I do. And we've got a lot going on right now. And I just, I'm looking at my board, kind of the projects I have for the month. And it's been a really good month. And June, July, and August is starting to book up um, on top of the bigger projects. Now, I'm very good friends with a, uh, a writer, director, producer down here, Preston Walden. Preston, great writer. He just picked up global distribution for one of his movies, Where the Land Meets the Sky. Oh, so I'm excellent. Really excited about him. Really excited. We teamed up for various things. I just picked up an option to take a, uh, a book called Relentless Reality by Jan Soren Masters. It's a true Florida story and turn it into a feature. So, Preston's writing the screenplay right now. We're in pre-production with all that. And we're just laying stuff down for the rest of this year, for next year, and probably 23 too, if you, if you wait, if you look at the way things are kind of falling together. 
Yeah. So. This is very exciting. You have a lot going on. You have had a lot going on. And this is just, I think, something that the audience is really going to embrace. And we're going to help you get to your 100,000 there on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Thank you. We got to do it. So I want to thank you so much for being on the show today and giving us a little bit of your time and sharing so much of um, the things that you've done and the things you're doing. I can't thank you enough. Ah, pleasure's my Rebecca. Thank you so much for your time. If I can help anybody with, with anything, please feel free to reach out and um, just uh, just really happy camper. If you if you would, I'm just um, everything happens for a reason. I'm glad I'm here. Thank you so oh. much. Oh, me too. Me too. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to another episode of Rebecca Sounds Reveille. I really want you to connect with Dennis. And not only do I want you to connect with him, but pass his information along to everybody that you know on social media and everybody you don't. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, thank you.